Kentucky's retired teachers have a lot of questions and concerns about what will unfold when lawmakers unveil their pension reform proposal ahead of an expected special session later this year. In the second part of our interview with incoming Kentucky Retired Teachers Association Executive Director Tim Abrams, he elaborates on his concerns with a defined contribution plan for teachers and how his members have become effective lobbyists. We've been invited to talk to the governor, and, and we, we appreciate that. Uh, we've stated our opinions. They've, they've told us where they are, and we look forward to working with them. Um, there, there are a lot of options uh, to help us solve this problem. I mean, uh, going back to defined benefit, defined contribution, um, we recently uh, had a, a very well-known and respected actuary look at the PFM report. And the PFM report switching to the defined contribution is going to cost the taxpayers more money. It's going to cause the employee more money, and it's going to going to provide a lesser benefit. Um, you know, we talked about moving new teachers into Social Security. That's going to cause the taxpayers more money. And one of the things I've heard from several of the meetings with retired teachers, they're concerned uh, about that. Um, one of the things we, we always have to, you know, teachers are taxpayers as well. And one of the things they're concerned about, the, the General Assembly taxes a bad word, and they're not going to raise taxes. But if they do this, someone's got to pay that bill. Um, defined contributions are 48% more expensive to operate than a defined benefit plan. That money has to come from somewhere. And if the General Assembly is not willing to do something for more revenue, that's going to be passed down to local school boards. And local school boards are going to have tough decisions to make at the local level, whether they're going to raise taxes on their local property tax. What do you say to people, because um, I've heard that the, the people who are proponents of the defined contribution pension, um, that the costs of transitioning from a defined benefit plan to defined contribution plan are overstated. Um, what, what, what's, your, what's your take on that? There are going to be costs, just the contributions to Social Security and the contributions the employee and the state are going to have to make to make the benefit somewhat near, not all the way um, up to the benefit teachers are receiving now. They're going to have to put more in the system. And, and, and my thought has been very simple. I mean, if, if we can't operate one system efficiently, how are we going to operate two systems? Um, it just doesn't make sense. You know, we've heard um, the, the sigh of relief could be, could be on, the, uh, on the horizon. Um, obviously, you still have some concerns about what you've heard uh, that are coming from these closed-door meetings. Um, what would give the Kentucky Retired Teachers Association uh, a big sigh of relief. And I, I respect that. I, I respect Speaker Hoover a lot. I know he made that statement when this comes out, and I hope that's true. And uh, I think I heard Governor Bevan uh, make a statement on uh, the radio yesterday. Uh, retired teachers are going to see zero changes in their benefit. Uh, but what does that mean? Uh, 
I mean, we've been placed with, with these closed door meetings and behind it. We've not seen the plan. Uh, we thought it was going to be released this week and it looks like it's been pushed off uh, now, maybe even into next week. And we've not seen specifics. Uh, we don't know what that means. When they say zero change to their benefit, does that mean their check is going to remain the same? Does that mean we're not going to touch health insurance? You know, one person could say no change to their benefit could mean it's going to be frozen until the system is 90% funded. I hope that's not true. We don't want to see those changes. Um, a retired teacher told me the other day, and, and, and I'm, again, I respect Speaker Hoover, and I know they have a tough job, but when the sigh of relief, the, the, the statement was made to me, it's like when you go to the dentist, and the dentist leans over and says, this is not going to hurt a bit. Uh, so you know, we're still scared until we see that plan come out. Um, we don't know what it says. You've launched the website. Yes. Gotten. Uh, you're obviously meeting with retired teachers throughout the state, um, and in a lot of these communities, especially the rural communities, these school boards have a lot of political power as far as jobs and you know things like that. Um, how has that played into any sort of lobbying efforts that you all have made? to lawmakers who represent rural districts where ed the education world is a big employer in their communities? Uh, every one of the workshops that we attended from far eastern Kentucky, uh, several of the communities there, uh, we've had larger than expected crowds show up of retired teachers. Everyone's concerned. And we've also had a lot of um, representatives and senators show up at those meetings too. Of course they didn't, a lot of them, if they're not in leadership, um, there's not much they can say. They don't know. They tell the, the folks they support them. And what you said is, is very important uh, for folks to understand. In some of our poor counties, um, you know, the school boards are the, the largest employers in those counties. And some of them, retired teachers income comes close to being the second largest income in those counties, if not the second largest. Uh, so messing with this pension system is going to have a, a profound impact on Kentucky's economy. Do you find that that, that fact that, that they are such a large employer, if not the largest employer of those communities, helps when you go to these lawmakers and uh, say, hey, look, we've got some real concerns here and, and uh, here's some people in your community who, who share these concerns? I, I think it does. I hope it does. This grassroots effort that we've launched with teachfrankfurt.org website. Uh, people visit that. Uh, they can get facts about the system, not politically driven information about that that's untrue about pensions and what's happening. And uh, we're getting the word out. Our phone's ringing a lot. Uh, it's like I said, when I go to these community meetings, um, I went yesterday, they were expecting 60 people. We had close to 90 people there. Um, they're very concerned and they're watching and they are contacting their legislators. Uh, they're sending handwritten notes. A lot of our teachers, uh, retired teachers, taught many of our legislators uh, and they, make per they have personal contacts. If they didn't teach them, they taught their children or they're teaching their grandchildren. Um, I, I saw that topic come up in several places when we visited. The legislator would walk in and you know, hey, Mr. Smith, hey, Mr. Cottle, I know I was really bad when I was in your class. And they're just asking them uh, to protect their pension and their livelihood. Um, you know, P 
people always mention outliers on pensions. They, they have a very modest income. Does having that personal relationship make these teachers uh, effective lobbyists? I hope it does. Uh, the, the biggest thing that we're worried about and they're worried about is we have all this dark money. Uh, we don't have a lot of money. Uh, you know, we're retired teachers. Uh, and this dark money, millions and millions of dollars that could be coming in Kentucky to lobby and, and push these legislators, they need to realize who their constituents are and who their children and grandchildren's teachers are and who their, who their teachers were as retired teachers. And they need to make decisions based on the folks back here in Kentucky because they're the folks um, that supported them to get them in office and, and they want to continue to support them.